0: What's up, YouTube family? Welcome to the Linked Up Church online experience. We're so glad you've chosen to tune in. Before we jump into today's video, we want to remind you that this channel isn't just for adults. We have content for babies in the Little Linkland section, kids in the Linked Up Kids section, and relevant services for your teenagers from the plug. So grab the whole family because we're about to get started. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss a video from us. And don't forget to share this video with someone who needs to hear an encouraging message. Let's jump in. All right, let's get into what I believe God has given me for today on this undefeated Sunday. By definition, the word undefeated means not defeated, especially in a battle, according to Webster's Dictionary. Now, the key point I wanna point out there is that especially in a battle so in other words you don't get to go undefeated without winning some battles right and so that's what I want to prepare us for today is that yes God's called us to live undefeated but it's never going uncontested by your enemies and we have lots of them and so our text today will be found in Romans chapter 8 verses 31 through 39 I'll be reading out of the New King James Version, what Paul is doing here, he's giving us seven questions, he's making seven statements, and then he's giving us a Old Testament quotation, and then he closes with one of the most powerful declarations known to man about the steadfast love of God. This section of scripture contains detailed exposure of the blessings that are truly life transforming when we consider them in our lives so the questions the statements and the quotation i believe are all holy spirit inspired and then it's going to set us up for a declaration that we will all make at the end of this service let's read romans chapter 8 verses 31 through 39 again i'm reading in the new king james verse it says what then shall we say to these things if god be for us who is even at the right hand of God, which is the seat of authority and power. And I love this part who also makes intercessions for us. I mean, it's hard to lose when you've got Christ praying for you every single day. And so he's seated at that right hand of the throne with all authority and power. And he's praying for you every day. This weekend represents the fact that he died and he rose. He's seated And now he's praying for your victory every single day of his life, that you would walk in everything that he provided for you through his death, burial, and resurrection. Verse 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For your sakes we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we'll get to this in this service today. I didn't get to it in the second service. We are in the first service. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Notice you're not just a conqueror. And I'm going to give you the full Greek meaning of that today. I dug a little deeper. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. And a conqueror has a mindset that whatever comes up, against it how I mean, know it is going to overcome it that is a conqueror's mindset and literally it gets to a place where it starts having an attitude of bring it on you want some of this come get it because I got something for you now how I many know we don't have anything in and of ourselves but boy we can't lose with the tools we use that are in Christ Jesus he goes on to say here for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, we all know if you've gone to Bible school, you never start in the middle of the chapter like that. You always back up to understand how you arrived at that point so that you don't take things out of context, right? So at the beginning of Romans chapter 8, verse 1, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. At the end of Romans chapter 8, he says, nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ so he starts off by talking about no condemnation and he ends by talking about nothing shall separate us so we're going to look at the information in between so that we can understand how he arrived at those two thoughts no condemnation no separation in Christ Jesus now uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 30 and 31 let's look at point number one we're going to explore four of the seven questions that's all we'll have time for today that will help us and allow us to live undefeated lives. Question number one, who can be against us? Who can be against us? So Paul begins verse 31 with a question. What can we say to these things? Now, obviously, he's referring to something that was already said. He said, what shall we say to these things? So this is something that was previously written that he's referring to so let's back up and read verse 29 and verse 30 to understand what he's talking about when he says what shall we say to these things who can be against us he's referring to verses 29 and 30 let's read those out of the king james version here it says for whom he foreknew that word foreknew means to know beforehand but it also means to foresee I mean, know god knew you while you were in your mother's womb And he also foreknew everything that would happen to you in this life. And so what he did was he put a plan in place through his son to address every challenge that you would ever face in this life. And in his mind, he's already given you victory over it. He just wants us to catch up with where he's at. For whom he foreknew, past tense, he also predestined. That word predestined means predetermined to be conformed to the image of his son that is God's will for your life is that you are conformed into the image of his son I mean the more you look like Christ the more victory you have in your life the better the relationship you have with Christ the more victory you have in your life I like to say it this way the man or the woman that travels with God always gets to their destination so he predetermined you to be conformed into the image of his son that you and he or he and you might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he did predestinate those he also called that word called means to bring forth how many know God has called you to do great things in this life how many know God brought you forth for you to do great things in this life you were not born by accident even if your parents think you had had think they had you by accident I mean once life breathed into your body purpose also came in and so regardless of how you got here God has a call on your life and he's calling you to do great and mighty things and then I love what this goes on to say And those uh, that he called, he also justified. That word justified means declared righteous or innocent, and then it gets to the end. These These he also glorified. And that word glorified means to render glorious, it means to honor, and it means to magnify. So if you understand how life works, we are all in a process of being conformed into the image of his son. And in that process is going to be a whole lot of challenges. How many know life happens to every human being living on the earth? But if you know God and you have a relationship with God, the end result of it is going to be glorious. He is going to bring honor to your life. And how many know He is going to magnify you above what you went through? So much so that no one will ever know that you went through it unless you tell them god has a, a, an ability to deliver you so well that when you come out you won't even smell like smoke if you've been in a fire god has a way of delivering you that if you were jobless the job that you get on the back end is twice as much as the one that you lost so that when you get to the end of it, it is so glorious because you have twice as much as what you lost at the beginning of it. Folks, God is a good God and he has a way to getting you to a great place as long as you stay in your process. So the realities of verse 29 and 30 are what led to the question, if God is for us, who can be against us now notice it leads with notice the structure of that phrase if God is for us who can be against us the challenge with the body of Christ sometimes is we focus too much on what's against us and not enough on who's for us right And can always be seen and heard by our response and also by our words When we respond negatively and we get all emotional and God, why did you allow this to happen to me? I mean, you don't know that God is for you, right? The other side to that is when we get... It just man we just our words mess us up right we start talking more about what happened the diagnosis that I received I lost my job this person left me they don't want to be with me anymore right if you only process that way you will miss out on the fact that if God is for you and all God is saying today to you if you're listening online and you're listening in this room if I am for you nothing can be against you somebody say that say God is for me do you all believe that today that means that whatever is coming up against you right now is no match to your God so if you'll spend more time talking about God and less time talking about what's coming up against you many I mean you're gonna defeat it every single time matter of fact I said that wrong you have already defeated it in the name of Jesus so notice always lead with God when you get a bad report lead with God right I got diagnosed with cancer right Uh, whatever that they diagnosed you with but I know God is for me and this cancer is a very small thing to the power of my God right hey I lost my job but I know God is for me hey, COVID has changed some things in my life and my job has rearranged some things, but guess what? I know my God is for me. I know I'm coming out gold on the other side. I know God's going to honor me. I know God's going to magnify me in this because how many you know I'm his child? So when I look bad, he looks bad and a good God is not going to look bad at the expense of your life if you'll just hang in there and hold on and keep saying all the right things your good God who is for you is going to bring you out glorious does anybody believe that today I ask does anybody believe that today how many y'all believe he's already brought you out glorious how many y'all believe you've already won right that is the right posture and attitude of someone who knows that their God has never lost a battle. And if he's never lost a battle, then guess what? I will never lose a battle. So if God is for us, and he is, no one can stand against us. Why? Because he's already predestined us. He's already called us. He's already justified us, and he's already glorified us. It is a done deal folks it is a wrap it is over you have already won stop stressing don't lose another night of sleep come on somebody don't complain don't get agitated don't allow anything to get you down from today forward because God has already settled your situation and it is that you win now I love this part here God is for us so emphatically that he didn't even spare his own son in verse 32. Now, I want you to think about it. I'm a parent. I'm not giving my son for you. Matter of fact, I get you before I gave you my son, the protector in me. Anybody in here understand what I'm talking about? But God placed so much value on your life That he didn't even spare his own son and folks if he placed that much value on you then you need to place that kind of value on yourself that God loves me too much to leave me in the situation that I'm currently in and so let's read verse 32 to get a little better insight into that who he who did not spare his own son And that word spare there means to refrain from harming. So he allowed him to be beat to a pulp because he valued you so much. I don't know about you, but somebody ought to lift their hands and thank God for that right now. He never wanted you to fear sickness and disease, so he put it on his son. Somebody ought to say, thank you, Jesus. He never wanted you to fear death, so he put that on his son. Thank you, he never wanted you to experience eternity in hell, so he put that on his son. Hallelujah. So he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, every single person in this room. Every single person in the plug, every single person in the overflow, every single person online. He delivered his son up for all of us. He loves us all the same. Listen to this. Whether you are saved right now or you are not saved, he delivered him up for us all. He gave us all the same rights and privileges, and we need to take full advantage of those. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, watch this now, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now if you understand what he's saying there, he didn't spare any degree of humility, shame, or beating on his son. So he's saying if I was willing to do that, you don't think I'd be willing to heal you? come on you don't think i'd be willing to get you to the, the best job that's out there for your capabilities come on you don't think i can't pay all of your bills off if i desire to If you trust you choose to believe me for you don't think i can bring you a spouse that that will love you the way christ loves the church you don't think that i love you so much if i didn't spare my own son i want to freely give you all things how many good pairs do we have out here right all parents know what I'm getting ready to describe I tell my children all the time if I have it you have it right or wrong I don't know any parent that is within their capability right to do something for their child that they don't desire to do it and even when my child is done wrong how many know it doesn't take away the desire to bless my child It just makes me want to further teach a lesson so that we can get to the place where I can get you what already belongs to you. That's the character of your God. You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Let me give this to you a little further now. So God did not refrain from harming his son. Where did Paul get this statement from? That he didn't spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. And with him, he's freely given us all things. Folks, I have to tell you, the best things I have in life didn't cost me anything. The best thing I have in this life is sitting right here on this front row. And her name is Patricia Elizabeth Gregory. Didn't cost me anything but a right relationship with God. And he went and found the best daughter he had and said, let me give her to him. I didn't have to work for that. I just had to be right with him. Right there, second best daughter. Now, you should believe that about your wife. That's the best daughter for you. (laughs) Folks, I'm going to throw some things out here today. This building was already here for us. Over, I don't know if you're ready for it over 2,000 years ago. God knew the season I would be born in. He knew exactly what would happen to me and he put everything in place so that I can walk in what he had already provided for me in the first place. But watch this. It took a trial to get to it. A lot of us want the result without the trial. But most of this actually comes through trials. I mean, it's easy to say what you believe until you get hit in the mouth. And how many you know, either cussing getting ready to come out of your mouth or praising? Which one is it? Tell me right now, online, tell me. Which one is it, cussing or praising? Come on, don't lie now. We in church, don't lie somebody just just cut you off the other day what what, what came out cussing or praising which one? Oh, now we're getting real in here right now right all right let's keep going romans chapter 8 let's back up and see what he's talking about here romans chapter 8 verse 16 and 17 says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god watch this now and if children then heirs of god you know what an heir is An heir is an inheritor. That means everything that belongs to God belongs to me. Come on, somebody say, everything that belongs to God belongs to me. So if he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, come on somebody, if all the silver and gold belongs to him, guess who else it belongs to? Me. So if I need something, I can go to my father and it is his pleasure to give it to me right watch this and if I don't want to go to the father notice what he says and if children then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ I have a big brother I can go to and his name is Jesus which means everything God left for Jesus God also left for me right and then he says if but this is the part we don't like if indeed we suffer with him that we also may be glorified together Sometimes the greater the suffering, the greater the glorification. So if you find yourself in a tight spot right now, you ought to give God glory because that means something so big coming out of this. Oh, I wish I had some faith in this room today. Come on, I wish I had some faith in that overflow today. I wish I had faith online right now. If you find yourself in a tight spot right now, where I'm talking about you don't know, you can't see your way out, you better start rejoicing because it is so much glory on the other side of this. God is going to glorify and magnify you so well that you won't even know you went through it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I mean, I don't even remember what happened to me seven years ago. Matter of fact, if I would have known this was the outcome, I wish they would have done it sooner. See, you get to a place where you start realizing this is all a part of my process. He said he would. Fight your battles when you hear Friday night. I can't sing. I'll mess that song up. Listen, folks, I'm starting to finally realize that now. That the challenge and the trial is taking me somewhere that I couldn't get to without the trial. I'm getting ready to challenge you even further. You don't build maturity on mountaintops. You build maturity in valleys. That's where all the growth takes place. God is more interested in you conforming to the image of his son than he is giving you a job so you because he know he can give you a million of those you just work on conforming to the image of his son and the job is already taken care of anybody getting anything out of this today all right let's keep going let's look at number two who shall charge us and i'm just going to go through these quickly who can charge us verse 33 begins with the words who shall bring a charge against and that word charge is a legal term it means to formally accuse to file a formal legal charge against. And we know that Satan is an accuser of the brethren, right? Scripture says he's looking, he goes to and fro looking for somebody he can accuse on behalf of the Father, right? And so we have an accuser out there. How many know he can't accuse God's elect? That word elect means chosen. Because you have been chosen by God and declared innocent, how many know Satan can't legally bring a charge up against you? Only thing he can do is bump his gums and talk, but he doesn't have any legal authority over your life because God has already declared you innocent. And so you've got to know who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you're that all day, every day. But, Pastor, you don't know what I did. I don't need to know what you did. I need to know what he did. And if you'll focus more on what he did, you'll discover that it canceled out what you did. Come on, somebody, and all Satan wants to do is get you stuck on what you did, and you need to remind Satan what Jesus did. Come on, somebody, and because of what Jesus did, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I stand innocent before God and before man in the sight of God. In Psalms 103, God said, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. How many of y'all know the east and the west does not, not me and so if he's removed them then remove them from yourself Isaiah said your sins I will blot out and remember them no more so if God's not remembering your sins don't you let somebody else remind you of what you did in the past who you used to be yesterday what you did to them five years ago what kind of person you were don't let anybody bring up your past when people bring up your past you need to remind the devil of his future and remind yourself that you are innocent in God's sight you are innocent in God's uh, eyes and God has declared you righteous and if God declared you righteous then you are right with God and if you are right with God everything's gonna be all right glory to God have a confidence in that that if you are right with God everything is going to be all right somebody say no one can condemn me See, previous husbands and wives and ex this and ex that, how many know they always want to make you think you are what you were in that relationship? And you have grown and moved on. Come on, somebody ought to say amen. See, because you grew up in a bad situation, how many know your experience does not define you? It simply develops you. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this today. It's a mindset. You are not at a disadvantage in no area of your life if God is on your side. If you don't have a father, God said, I'll be a father to the father. Come on, if you don't have a mother, he said, I'll be a mother to the motherless. If you're not married, come on, he's forever married to you. Come on, what do you need? Come on, somebody. I didn't have a father growing up, but he taught me how to be a man. As soon as I asked him to teach me how I met, he became a father to me. It's interesting, one of the first things he said was, don't sleep with nobody else until you get married. No amens in here for that one. Uh, One of the biggest steps to becoming a man was discipline. Possessing your vessel with honor. Your vessel is your instrument. You can control it. One amen, I think it was in the overflow. I think it came through the doors. Somebody say, I can control myself. Say it like you mean it. Say, I can control myself. Say, I will control myself. It's that same discipline in your single life that carries over to your married life. Remember this, undisciplined before marriage translates to undisciplined in marriage. Let's take a five-second praise break. That was a little heavy. Let's lift that a little bit. Come on, somebody give God a little glory in here come on it's gonna be all right God is good come on somebody he's good let's look at number three who can separate us verse 35 and 36 here in verse 35 we again have a question with an assumed answer that no one can separate us from the love of Christ the word separate means to leave to divide to force to take or to pull apart which means There are going to be things that you will experience in life that will try to cause you to leave God, leave Christ, separate you from Christ, divide you from Christ, force you away from Christ, take you away from Christ, or pull you apart from Christ. There are going to be things. Sometimes it's him, sometimes it's her, sometimes it's it, sometimes it's them, sometimes it's money. Come on, but there are going to be things that present themselves in your life that are there to cause you to leave Christ. And you've got to pay attention to that, right? So Paul asks the question, who can separate us? Paul wants to communicate to us that nothing can force or pull us apart from the love of God why because love never fails so when we fail it is never on God's end how I many you know it's always on our end God never leaves us because he said I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you but when we fail is because we moved away from God God never moves away from us now let's look at these things to illustrate this point Paul mentions several forms of suffering this is not a lack of faith statement That every single one of us are going to experience over the course of our lives. Period. All of us will. It's called life. So Paul uses this to illustrate several forms of it. The first one is tribulation, that's an oppressive state of physical, mental, social, or economic adversity. How many know it can be called a pandemic? It can be called COVID-19. It can be called variants, the Brazilian variant, the African variant, the, I don't know, the Ethiopian variant, the east side variant, the west side variant. But here's my point, folks. All of us are going to experience tribulation. And you may be facing that right now. Don't let it separate you from the love of Christ. Right? Right? what happened to you has nothing to do with how much Christ loves you and we're missing that which is why you never leave Christ you actually follow harder after Him, and you just wonder if all of this was about keeping you away from Christ keeping you out of buildings keeping us from getting together because there's something powerful that happens when we get together Scripture says that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. And whatever they make good on earth, I'll make it good in heaven. That's why I personally never stopped ministering live on Sundays, worked our regular work schedule. I don't have no retreat in me. You know, somebody say, well, what if you died? People die in storms in their bedrooms. Hello, somebody. Jim opened up on May 16th, 2020. I was the first one of the first ones in there. I'm just not retreating. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just telling you if God is for you, I'm not too concerned about COVID-19 coming against me. It's not strong enough to fight against God. Watch this. It's going to shock you. Or my immune system, which is why they never tell you about building your immune system, which a lot of this stuff is counterproductive to building your immune system. But I'll leave all that alone. I'm glad you came to church today. I know I put a post out there on how to build your immune system, and I got shut down. They shut my page down. Just telling people to eat fruits, eat vegetables, drink a lot of water, get rest, keep stress out of your life, pray. Good stuff. How to build your immune system. Facebook says shut him down. They don't need to know that stuff. The next one he says is distress. Distress is trouble or difficulty of an especially oppressive and constricting condition. Anybody ever been in any distress before, right? I got good news for you if God is for you. Persecution. Persecution is the hunting down of adherents of a particular religion to inflict pain or death upon them, especially to destroy the religion. By destroying the adherent, or by forcing the adherent to renounce their beliefs. So again, persecution comes because of what you believe. So if we can get believers to stop getting together. Maybe they'll denounce what they believe. I mean, you still glad you came to church on this resurrection Sunday? now uh, let me balance everything I'm telling you I believe in science I believe in all of that but I believe in God more so I follow the science and I follow man as they follow Christ so when science and man contradicts Christ I go with Christ and not science because as, as you noticed, it's changed many times over the last year. If you go back to the beginning, these were not good for you. Then they became mandatory. Then they told you to double up on them. Now everybody just hold on a little longer until we can get this syrup in your arm. Now, don't hear this the wrong way. You do what God's leading you to do. But if I haven't caught it now, I don't know what you're trying to force me to do on the back end. And it hadn't touched me in over a year. I know Satan and the kingdom of hell is upset right now. Can we just can we just lift the roof off of this place for a moment? Can we just Come on, can we give a good God a real good praise in here today? I promise you God can keep you in church, around other people. I promise you God can keep you. I put that on everything I love, God can keep you. If I don't believe that way, then why am I standing up here ministering to you all? I need to sit my scared butt down somewhere. God is real folks somebody say God is for me I'm not concerned about what's trying to come against me if God is for me I'm not gonna let any of this separate me from the love of Christ let's close look you ready close famine famine is a shortage of food nakedness is a shortage of clothes Peril is danger, right? If you live in Atlanta, it's danger all around. I bought a motorcycle. They say, uh, you know, most people get killed on motorcycles. The average, the, the most deaths come by. Listen, man, when I ride my motorcycle, God is riding with me. Come on, I got angels. If, if he could open up your spiritual eyes, there are angels in front of me, angels behind me, angels on both sides of me. Ain't nothing getting ready to happen to me on no motorcycle. gotta lift me up over the accident. You ever seen a motorcycle fly? You'll see mine fly. If a car comes jetting out somewhere, you'll see mine elevate. Come on, somebody. That's how you have to believe. I'm not going to live in fear if, if I love riding motor, motorcycles because somebody else got hit on one. danger all around us. We can't live that way. Our alarm went off in our house last night. You all ever had your alarm go off unexpectedly? Yeah. Boy, you should have saw us. We jumped out that bed, boy, running the windows, doors, and I right or a About one o'clock in the morning, right? Then you calm down. God's watching the house. The blood of Jesus protects us in our lives. You get back in that bed and go to sleep. But I do have to admit, I'm a human being. How I many you know I was listening all night long? I was asleep and listening. My wife woke up again at about two something. Did you hear that, babe? Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear it that time. <laughs> all right, let's bring it on home. Sword, that's death, right? So we can't fear death. Say, I don't fear death. All right, let's read this last one, and then we're going to let you all go for today. Number four, who can conquer us? My favorite one. Who can conquer us? Verse 37 and 39 through 39 makes a declaration in all these things. So, in the tribulation and the distress and the persecution and the famine and the nakedness and the peril and the sword and even in the danger of death, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Now, this word or phrase, more than conquerors, comes from a Greek word, hypernikao. And that word literally means to prevail completely. So, an example of that is if you get diagnosed with, I'm just using this as an example, cancer, how many of you know God's not going to half heal you from it? That's why, I tell you, you didn't have to worry about that. You just needed the results to confirm what you already knew. Because God's not going to half do anything. If God does it, how many of y'all know he does it fully and completely, right? So this literally means here, it means to prevail completely, it means to defeat surpassingly, it means to utterly defeat beyond the norm. So in a sports analogy, you didn't win by a buzzer beater, you won in basketball turns by 40 You won in football terms by 27. You won in hockey terms by 10. You won in baseball terms by 20. I mean, when God gives you a victory, it is so decisive and so clear that your enemy never stood a chance of beating you in that situation. Right? And so he didn't just make you a conqueror. He made you more than a conqueror. Someone say that with your chest. Someone say, I am more than a conqueror. So in light of the never failing love of God, let's, us, let's all speak and make a bold declaration today. Everyone stand to your feet as I let you all go from today. Do you all believe that you are more than a conqueror? Right? I told the first service today that persecution is not punishment. Persecution is confirmation. You're on the right track. When people are talking about you for what you believe and what you're doing, that should be a signpost for you that I'm on the right track. I must be doing something that's pleasing God because all of these folks got something to say about it. Adversely, right? You're more than a conqueror. Online, I'm telling you, you are more than a conqueror. Whatever you're facing right now, God just didn't want to give you victory over it. He wants to give you a decisive victory. Hallelujah. You all believe that again today? Will you all let anything separate you from the love of Christ? What can separate you from the love of Christ? Right? If God is for you, who can be against you? Nobody. And no one. I want you to begin living your life that way. Don't live scared. I'm not telling you to take your mask off. We're going to follow all the guidelines. But we're following the guidelines because we're compliant. Not because I believe that mask is saving my life. Do do you all understand the difference? We're going to social distance and do all of that because we don't want to bring shame on the name of God. The Bible tells you to obey those who have the rule and authority over you so we can't win them if we disobey them right so you've got to be harmless as a wise as a serpent but harmless as a dove so we'll be compliant I mommy mean, know our faith is not in that mask my faith will never be in a vaccine And I'm just going to tell you why. Because man made it. And so to put more faith in something man made is ridiculous to me. Man is not greater than God. And I'm not telling you I wouldn't get one. I'm just telling you I put no faith in it. Everybody clear? I'm y'all glad you came to church today. Okay. Let's make this declaration. I want you to say it with your chest. Put your hand over your heart. Say, because God, because God is for me. Say that like you mean it. I mean, say it like you mean it, right? Say, because God is for me. God is for me. Say it a little stronger. Because God, me, because God is for me. Say it just a little bit stronger. Because God, is for me, because God is for me, one more time, just a little bit stronger and do your fist to do something, do it with some attitude. Because God is for me, God is for me. I will never, I will never be, defeated. be defeated. Do you all believe that today? Come on, I ask the question. Do you all believe that today? Come on, I ask the question, do you all believe that today? Come on, I ask the question, do you all believe that today? Come on, say it one more time. Say, because God is for me, I will never be defeated. Paul went on to say, whether that's by life, by death, really doesn't matter what life throws at me, I will never be defeated and may you never forget folks well what about such and such who died if they were a believer they didn't die they just transitioned from this life to the next don't grieve them there will be people who die Christians who die it's a part of life but death is not the end for us folks and if you can receive this before you leave death is actually the beginning We're only here to get there. The Bible says we're strangers and pilgrims in this earth. We're just passing through, folks. Don't get attached to none of this. My advice to you is sell what you can, pay all your debts off, and live free. Because you can't take none of it with you anyway. I want everyone to look at me for a minute. We're out of time. We're over time. If you're in this building today, if you're watching online, wherever you're watching in the overflow right now, if you would just give me your undivided attention for a few moments. God is for you. God has called you to live an undefeated life, but you can't do it apart from him. You can only do it in Christ. God is calling you on this Resurrection Sunday to have a personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus. So if you're in this building today if you're watching online today you don't know god you don't have a personal relationship with him through his son i want to pray with and for you today my second invitation you might say pastor i'm already saved but i allow this pandemic i allow just a lot of stuff to to take me away from the love that i know christ had for me i i've gotten away from god and today i want to rededicate my life i want to come back to christ if that's you i want to pray with and for you my third invitation maybe you don't have a church home and you're saying pastor i love what god is doing in this church i want to be a part of this i want to be a part of a church family if god is speaking to your heart that way my wife and i this staff this congregation will be happy to receive you i promise you we'll pray for you every single day of our lives And every time you come in this building, we're not interested in entertaining you. We're interested in making sure you know the truth. So if you want to join Linked Up Church today, we want to receive you. Now, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. I gave three invitations today. First is to give your life to Christ. Second is to come back to Christ or rededicate your life. The third is to join Linked Up Church today. My heart's desire is to pray for you, but I only know that you desire my prayers by the lifting up of your hand. So if you want to give your life to Christ, you want to come back to Christ, or you want to join Linked Up Church, I want you to do me one favor today, and I want you to lift up your hand right where you're at if you want prayer on any one of those three invitations. Lift it up keep it up as high as you possibly can god bless you ma'am god bless you young lady god bless you over there god bless you ma'am god bless you over there in the back thank you for your obedience god bless you up there in the balcony god bless you over there in the balcony you all can put your hands down i'm encouraging someone in that overflow someone in this worship center someone watching online that god loves you don't put off to tomorrow what god is calling you to do today Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the day to begin living undefeated. But you can't do it on your own. If you would have, you could have. You're here today because you know you need Christ. So if you didn't raise your hand that first time, but in your heart you know you should have, you want to give your life to God, you want to rededicate or come back to Christ, or you want to join Linked Up Church. If you didn't raise your hand that first time, but in your heart you know you should have, Shoot that hand up in the air right now. Come on, lift it up. Keep it up as high as you possibly can. God bless you, young man. God bless you, young lady. Who else is that God is is pulling on right now? Who else is that? Lift it up right now and keep it up. Praise God. I want you to do me one more favor, whether you're watching in the overflow or you're in this room today. If you raised your hand or you didn't raise your hand, but you know you should have, I want you to gather up all of your personal belongings Come meet me right down here at the front. Linked Up Church, give them a big round of applause as they come. Come on down now in Jesus' name. Come on, church. We can do better than that. Let's encourage them. God bless you, sir. God bless you, family. Come on, linked-up Church. Don't pity pack it out there. Give them a big round of applause. Praise God. Somebody let me know if we're waiting on anyone in the overflow right now. God bless you, ma'am. God loves you. God bless you, sir. Come on. Is there anybody else? We'll wait on you. Come on down. Come on. That's a long walk from that balcony. And we cheer them on and thank God for them. Come on. God loves you. Come on, they're still coming Come on, let's give God glory Hallelujah Glory to God, glory to God Glory to God, glory to God Praise God about you if you're watching online I have not forgotten about you at all I'm getting ready to lead this group in a prayer and if you want to give your life to Christ you want to come back to Christ or even if you want to join linked up church there's some information on your screen after you pray this prayer Follow the information on your screen. Text, get connected to that number. We have a ministry team that will follow up with you. I just want to make sure we didn't miss anyone in the room. I'm not doing anything to single you out. I'm singling you out because God loves you. I saw your hand go up. Is there anything you want to do with that? Because your mom will come with you and just hold your hand and encourage mm-hmm. I just want to be sure because I just know how much God loves people. Are we good? Are we good? We're good? Okay, good. Praise God. Let's give God. It's been a long time since we've seen a harvest like this in church. We see it online. We don't get to see it in church. It just does my heart good. Thank you for your obedience. Today is the first day of you living the undefeated life that God has for you. I want you to lift one hand. doesn't mean you won't have challenges or trials. You just stay with God. And God will make sure you come out a winner on the other side. Lift one hand towards heaven because that's where your help comes from. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe, online do the same thing, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. And here's the best part all my sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. Come on, give them a big round of applause. Praise God for them. Online, if you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, just text Get Connected to that number someone will follow up with you accordingly if all you can do right now is just type in i prayed that prayer from my heart Type that in right now, we'll see it, and follow up with you accordingly. Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community. That's right, and you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend, and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services. If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose and their communities. Thank you again for watching our service on today and we'll we'll see see you next week. week.